What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome back uh, to Nerd Enthusiast Poker Podcast and Video. Uh, make sure that you check out our sponsors. We have an official sponsor, The Slot Squad. You can check them out, theslotsquad.com. We have a Twitch channel. We also have all the exclusive signups for all the legal states in the United States right now, including Michigan, that just went live just yeah, recently. Buddy. You can sign up there. You get free uh, deposit bonus, all great stuff, theslotsquad.com. Check them out. Stop by. Uh, let us know what you think. All right? I actually was watching uh, Vinny Goombats. Yeah, that's my boy. A, uh, hit a 147-time uh, a multiplier the other day. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, Vinny Goombats. You got to check him out live on stream. Uh, he plays slots, blackjack. He actually designs slot machines, too. He actually designs oh, nice. software. That's so, cool. yeah, he's live on there. He's on the live stream. So, you could check him out, guys, nightly. So, yeah, it's cool. Uh, so, go over there. Check it out. Let us know what you think. And, uh, yeah. New, new year. year. New year. 2021. New year, new me. <laughs> Same me. Same me, new year. <laughs> you lost the beard, though. I know. I feel naked. Dude, everyone on stream started making fun of me, like calling me babyface. Uh, that's, yep, yep, yep. I know. I feel naked Any uh, Any resolutions you've set for yourself for this year? Yeah, so I, I always try to make some kind of goal every year. And here's what I like doing. And I, I guess, I don't know, like, maybe maybe people look down on it, but I'll tell you the reason why I do this. I like putting my goals out in the open. So I'll tell you what some of them are on the podcast because I feel like it gives me more accountability. Yeah, I hear you. If I actually say it. Like, if I post it on Facebook or, like, Twitter and I say, this is what I'm going to do this year, like, now you're like, okay, I can't hide. Like, yeah. I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I got to do it now because people ask you about stuff when you do that too. And yeah, then you hold, yo, oh, yeah, you doing this, you're doing that. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. it holds you to it. So, not only do you have a conversation topic amongst friends, but you're actually like, okay, I guess I got to step this up. So, a uh, couple things. I, I want to continue. So, I started last year this, um, which I've done before, but I started the 1K to 10K challenge. All right. Started a thousand dollar bankroll. I started this. Back at the beginning of the pandemic, like in March, mm -hmm. started a thousand dollar bankroll. Basically, I could play at the time um, two percent of tournaments of the bankroll. So I could play twenty dollar buy-ins or less. Yeah. And then as it increased, once it got to three thousand, I had to drop down to one percent. And then I kind of just dropped out. Like I kept count of everything, but then I just started playing. Like I just had that money on the side, and then I started playing other stuff, and then I got back to playing some other tournaments, and then I kind of lost sight of it. So. I'm getting back in the focus. I'm up to about 6000 now for oh, my nice. start. Uh, but I'm going to try to put more effort and, like, maybe set a day or two a week that I actually focus on playing the bankroll because I want to get to the 10 k yeah. So um, that's been – that's number one goal is to get back into the bankroll management of online poker. Yeah. Nice. Nice. What's, uh, what's your number one goal this year? Well, kind of getting back to, like, setting resolutions – there's one that I'm kind of proud of that's unrelated to poker. Um, this time last year, I vowed to cut out energy drinks from oh. from just my diet. Like really? literally went cold turkey because I found myself drinking like two a day. That's me now. I'm drinking one as we yeah. speak. Yeah. Monster Energy. Check it out. So as of January 1, 2020, I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm not doing it. I'm not buying anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm cold turkey in it. And I actually weaned myself off a of coffee, like went completely caffeine free. Um, and I actually accomplished it. I mean, 
on this up just a little bit. I do have, uh, I, I do have migraines. That's kind of triggered by caffeine. So that was triggered, kind of like triggered by caffeine or yes, not taking. Caffeine? Yes. So so what? Pretty much, it's like caffeine withdrawal. So like if I yeah, go yeah, a day yeah. without getting a cup yeah. of coffee, I will get a, I'll get a migraine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, same way. Same yeah, way. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was. Uh, so wait, you how long have you been giving up for? I didn't know this. It's, I've been a year, been over a year. Really? Yeah. I did not. Know. I think maybe we talked about, but I didn't know you like stuck to it. Yeah. Yeah. Not wow. not a single, not a single energy drink. But I did. I did get duped into tasting one when I went to Ocean City, Maryland, over the summer, when my buddy bought me a Red Bull and vodka, and he didn't tell me it was a Red Bull and vodka. <laughs> so when I sipped it, I was like, "Yo, is this Red Bull?" And he's like, "Yeah, why?" And I'm like, "Dude, I'm not drinking Red Bull." So. I didn't count that as it was a it wasn't wasn't a knowingly purchase of a Red Bull. He kind of like slipped it to me. So I mean, listen, I would love to do it, but a couple years back, I tried it for Lent and I gave it up for Lent for forty days, and I was miserable. Yeah, you got to get through it, man. But yeah, here, here's the best part of that story. I so remember that you said you gave up for Lent playing poker, and then you went back. And yeah, you yeah, like and won, yeah, like, I won eight grand or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I gave up. <laughs> Drinking Red Bull and energy drinks for 40 days for Lent, if you guys don't know what Lent is. The day I started drinking again, my mind was running like 150%. <laughs> I think that day I wrote like a business plan for Buyback King. I wrote like all this stuff. I got like all this stuff done on one yeah. day. I was like, this is amazing. I'm never giving <laughs> up again. Yeah. But it's hard, dude. So, what? I mean, and here's the thing. Because of the pandemic, the real test of time is when we go back to play live poker. And you're putting in those like twelve hour sessions in a tournament. What what you're gonna you're just gonna be chugging water? Yeah, listen. Like tea. Or wait, what about tea? Does that count or no? No, I can I can drink tea. I can drink decaffeinated coffee. Like, because tea's got a little caffeine in it. Yeah, a little bit, a little yeah. bit. I mean, not something that's gonna really sp spur them on. Like my neurologist pretty much said, like you can have it in moderation, mm -hmm. but you shouldn't you shouldn't have it consecutive days. So like I'll have like a decaf, even though decaf still has a little bit of caffeine yeah, yeah, in yeah. it. Like I'll have a decaf on the weekend. Like I'll take you know take my boys to Dunkin' and get them some donut holes or whatever, and yeah. then I'll grab one. But yeah, wow. man. Well, that's impressive. Yeah. Well, I guess but like the real test will be when you're in that like long session. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to the temptation. But yeah, especially like the casinos that give you like the free the Red free Bowl. ones. Yeah. I know. I know. And you see everyone with like a, a ton of sugar freeze. You're like, oh my god. Yeah. Um, poker though. Uh, my number one is in 2021. I want to play more. Uh, I kind of already alluded to it. I got I got two live or online, both. Okay, both. Um, I mean, I I got two two young kids. The time isn't there. Full time it's, job. It's hard. Couple side gigs I got going on. You know, it's it's difficult for me to put the investment in. Yeah. Um, and it, that kind of will play with the rest of my like resolutions towards poker. Is by playing more, I think it will help me improve upon the other things I want to focus on. But number one is I want to I want to put put a little bit more focus into getting back into it, playing more often, not playing as sporadically as I have you know the past three four years. So. Yeah, I think trying to set a time like I look at my schedule for the month and I try to set days aside where I'm just like either I'm gonna play live, which obviously hopefully will happen more and more as the pandemic hopefully calms down uh, and get back into the live scene. But like just setting a night aside where I'm like okay. Tonight I'm just playing online. Yeah, like, this is going to be online. Like, and you know what? I've come to find out too, 
is that I enjoy looking forward to it more. You know, like when you're just like playing so much, like there's a lot of guys probably maybe watching this. You're grinders. Awesome. Good for you. You guys put in the work every single day. I don't know how you do it, but you do it. But for me, and I talked to a lot of those people like that, and they don't enjoy the game anymore. I feel like by having it spread out a little bit, like playing like once or twice a week, I actually enjoy it. It's back to a hobby and not really a job. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I enjoy looking forward to those days. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so for me too is to now this year travel live. Uh, I mean, travel you know travel more and play live again. Get back into the swing of things where I'm traveling uh, and playing every other month at a different casino or if we're in, if the Northeast opens up, which it still hasn't for a lot of tournament series. I think I said before, but I'm thinking Brigada Summer is going to be the first. Yeah, yeah, hopefully that, that end of July summer series they have. I think that will probably be the first maybe event we see. Yeah, I mean do. If you don't, if you're not paying attention to the, the poker world, you know we already talked about it on previous pods. You know, Venetian was kind of the the first to kind of get things started on the West Coast, but you're seeing more and more places pop up. Florida has a series going on right now. Um, Seminole Hard Rock has has their series. A um, couple couple series are going on in the Midwest. So I think that as these casinos kind of see these other places taking that leap and seeing whether they're successful or not, then they'll be the ones to kind of be like, you know what? I, I think it's time because there's not really stop. There's not really much stopping the Northeast casinos from, from, from having, having these, like there's a table restrictions and things like that. But I mean, if they stay within their, if they stay within the guidelines, they could have some dailies or even like some small, like a small tournament series and, and spread it out throughout you know their ballrooms or, or whatever else they got going on to get players back into you know into playing. And I hope hopefully sooner than later. Um, uh, I'm gonna try to make. I do read a lot still. I do read like strategy stuff like every week. Um, but I want to do a little more enhanced studying where I'm actually either working with a coach again, which I've done in the past, or uh, just reviewing more like. Uh, shout out to God's Big uh, Toe. He's a Twitch streamer, but he does like a live Saturday session for free um, where he like reviews hands and things on Twitch. So uh, he's from Las Vegas. And uh, I like just getting more involved, like setting aside like, okay, I'm going to go on a stream. And, you know, I know him. Like we can communicate. I could ask him a question. He's going to answer it, you know. Yeah. And so just getting a little more hands-on practical stuff instead of like I love reading strategy, but – a little more live like feedback. Yeah. I, I want to work on that. So studying uh, a little more this year, trying to put the effort in every week of just a little more extent, you know, a little extra to study a little harder. Yeah. In some spots. I can kind of echo that. Like that was one of mine is to study more. I mean, look, as poker players, we tend to be a little bit conceited mm-hmm. in, in our abilities. Like if, if we weren't, there wouldn't be, you know, eight thousand people entering the main. You know what I mean? We all like, think we can win it. Absolutely. So. There's people who think they're better than they really are, and I think sometimes you kind of lose track of who you are as a poker player. Yeah. Um. But same thing. Like, I mean, I'll be completely honest with you. Like, I keep seeing these ads for like GTO trainers and all this stuff, and I'm like, what? What? Yeah, and I think that's so. Like, I'm obviously behind somewhere. Like, I I I kind of got to get get back into you know being critical against you know for myself to say like look you may know something but the game's always changing always evolving you got to stay on top of it so yeah definitely want to get into studying more yeah and there's just different levels of studying too because playing a 300 dollars tournament and playing 
uh, $3,500 tournament are way like oh, GT, light years like different. GTO Game Theory is going to play more into that higher level that everyone's playing on that level. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're playing against a guy that just wants to get out for the weekend and he's getting yeah. what you know, so just studying the different levels of play playing field is something to you know that's evolving and trying to figure that out. Um, the other thing, so outside of that, but this, but. Uh, I'm enjoying doing the podcast. We've been getting good feedback, so I want to work on this more and make sure that oh, we're okay, staying, nice. you yeah. know, uh, solid with doing this every month, putting out content every week, uh, and just keep growing the podcast and yeah. trying to expand and try to think of some fun ideas and, and try to just keep making different. If you are watching the podcast, one of the things we are kind of aiming for and, like, we try to relate to is that we're not going to preach to you about game theory. We're not going to preach to you about nah. like strategic, <laughs> like what's happening on this level. Like we want to talk to you like about what happens at the local casino with the local Joes of like the local, like yeah. home games, like that 90% of poker players are part of like, mm -hmm. you know, it's great. Listen to podcasts about some guy that, you know, is up here in the poker realm, but for the rest of us, we're all down here just Seriously. trying to like rip it scrap. So I rather talk about those situations and what's happening amongst that? So that's kind of like the focus of where our show is. Yeah. At. I mean, you say that and I'm like, like we have our niche of people. We have our people we grew up with, people went to college with. And there's so many trolls and haters out there. <laughs> and I could name you all Jonathan Nieves. But <laughs> like, look, we do this because we enjoy it. We love poker. I mean, we've been playing the game for, you know, over 15 years now. Yeah, we haven't hit anything big. And I don't think one of us really is looking at to make a career out of you know out of poker we just do it as a hobby and this is just something that we picked up to say like look we enjoy it so much why don't we why don't we talk to other people about it and and try and get a following of people who enjoy it yeah and on the same level playing field like we're not we're not thinking the grind is gonna be gonna be following nerdthusiast <laughs> poker like we want the guys who are playing the home games the guys who are going to the local casinos and just, you know, as an ear, that's really yeah. what we're looking for. So, yeah. And that's, that's what, you know, th that they're the people that I'm going to interact with anyway, on the daily level is the people playing one, two, two, five, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know anyone playing 5,100. Like I no. see them on tweets and stuff, but I don't, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't hang out with those dudes. I don't know what <laughs> kind of lifestyle they live. You know what I mean? <laughs> Seriously. Congrats to being millionaires. Awesome. <laughs> um, so I guess my number two, uh, it, you know, they're not really in any type of order, but my second one would be when I am playing to play less hands and to kind of tighten up my range, work on that a little mm -hmm. bit more. And the problem is it kind of goes back to my first. I'm, I'm playing so infrequently that when I do play, I want I want to play. So I find myself yeah. really wide range and I'm getting in pots that I really shouldn't be getting in. And it's costing me. You know what I mean? Like, and I'll, I'll talk about it, you know, about when my trip to Harris or my trip to Borgata, like it had been months, months since I had played live poker. So like, I'm in there, you know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. like, y you, you get caught up in the table dynamic. You don't play the hands that you should be playing the correct way. You're playing them wrong. And it's just like, it just leads for disaster. It, so it's been, and you know, that's the thing I'm curious to see what happens about when we start playing more live is there's going to be a lot of other people thinking it because they haven't played at all. Oh, you have no idea. So I'm looking forward to these couple series that hopefully I'm, I'm going to be playing in soon uh, to see what happens because I'm expecting there to be, like, a lot of... Dead money. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep, you know, and sure. I, I've been playing online the whole time, so I've, I want to say my knowledge is still at least sharp on that end. I'm going to have to tighten up some of the live skills, but... Yeah. Yeah, that's... You, you know. You've scratched your itch. 
mm-hmm. because you've kept it going. There's people out there that yep. refuse to play online or they're in unregulated states and they haven't had the opportunity to play online. So as soon as they get the green light, they're in. <laughs> and I mean, they're going to be in. You know what Tire I mean? Bullets. Absolutely. Especially especially if the government keeps giving out money. Yeah. They're going to be like, yo, I just got 600 and I got 1400 This is gone. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to them. You got anything else? What else you got? Um, uh, that's pretty much all I got. I mean, nothing too crazy Well, this year. I mean, to, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand. Um, when I am playing, I want to start increasing my aggression more. And it's just because... You know, once you get into a zone and once you've been playing consistent poker over a period of time, everything seems to be working for you. But if you're only playing once or twice a month or even further apart, you, your game's off. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like fine-tuned. It's yes. just not there. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I can go back to, you know, before I had kids. And I don't want to blame it on kids, cause, but y- it changes. Y- yeah, your, your obligations change. But before I had kids, like, I was playing so much that, like, my stats showed it. Like, I had some solid scores in the years leading up to, you know, marriage and children. And it was because I was playing on a level that was, like, I was fluid. Like, everything worked. Now I go, I play, I'm not aggressive enough or, or I'm too passive. And I, you know, I'm critiquing myself afterwards. And I'm like, man, you know, next time I go... I, I want to work on this. And then the next time isn't for two months or, yeah. or, or three months. So um, definitely want to start working on increasing my aggression, but in, in the right spots. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one is just, dude, better bankroll management. And that's, it's the same thing. Like It's hard because it's a hobby and it's not a job. And I, that's why I try I recommend, and I recommend this too for bankroll management, set up a separate account. Like, have a separate bank account and then just have that as, like, your gambling casino, whatever it is, separate fun. It makes it so that it's a little more – you're not tapping into, like, what am I spending this week? And you, like, play it in there. And, like, so for the bankroll management, like, when I'm playing this challenge that I'm doing, I treat it like almost like a video game, right? Like, I'm trying to get to the next level. Yeah. So right now I'm playing, like, $50 buying tournaments. But I want to get up to like the sixty and seventy, like the seventy. Let me more be like seventy-five dollars. So there's some Sunday seventy-fives. So like that's where I want to get to, and then I want to get to the one hundred and nine rebuys and stuff like that. So you got to treat it like get to the next level, get to the next level, and learning how. The other good thing about the bankroll management, especially when playing online, learning how to enjoy the level. It's yeah. very hard when you're playing like fifty dollar and one hundred dollar online tournaments all the time and then you try to go back and play like a five dollar tournament and like your mind's like oh i don't give a crap about winning 83 dollars see that's 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 my issue yeah it's hard yeah but once you learn to enjoy that at the levels and you learn how to beat those levels like how to beat the five dollars and what works at the ten dollars and twenty dollars you find yourself like okay i gotta drop back down tens you find yourself still enjoying it yeah see i mean that's my problem yeah is i'll load up online and whenever there's a tournament series and i'll put like you know I'll put a G on, and then I'll play, you know, three or four 250 buy-ins. And I'm like, you know, I blow through that in no time. Yeah. Where if I put a G on, like, kind of like what you did and started my own little, like, $5, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll be able to play more, try try a lot more things, and do the grind. Like, I've always been so against the grind. Like, like but, yeah, it's hard, man. It's such, like, it's I, hard. I don't find it enjoyable, but, but I think if I stick to my resolutions, I will. And, and one thing that I found that, I think's going to help me is um, I downloaded like a poker income app. Okay. Like basically it tracks everything and it tracks online and live 
and it can it, you know you can time time your sessions how much the buy-in was where you finished and what's cool is like it can differentiate um where you play and where you have the best results so like yes. you can put in there like you know borgata poker room or harris poker room or wsop online and what's the name of the app it's called poker income app okay yeah um it's a little pricey. It was like twenty bucks to download. Yeah, but the but... thing is, it's it's a drop in the bucket when you can really keep track of your statistics. And I mean, that that money total could be sobering for some people when you realize, like, wow, you know, I'm down like twenty five hundred, three grand over the last five or six sessions. There's something up with my game. Like, yeah. it helps you. It, like you said, it holds you accountable because, dude, that's see, some I, people don't want to see that number. But see, you know what? Uh, here and here's what I do too, and I actually I think I got this from Alex Fitzgerald's book. I do I keep a, a Google sheet, but on there the one thing you know what maybe this came from the mental game of poker. I think it came from the mental game. Sorry. Um, one thing he recommended, and this has helped me a little bit. So I do like where I play, what time, how many tournaments, yada yada yada. I put all the data in there and win loss for the day, my bankrolls, all my things at the end. But the one thing he says to do is. Right in there, I do like a one to five scale, like a one, 1. 1.5, two, et cetera, et cetera. I remember this. Put in there how you, you think you did. Yep. Because sometimes you play really crappy, but win, and you know, like you're playing spewy and tilty. Yep. And so you'll put like a two in there, and sometimes you'll play great and have a crappy session. So it kind of like refocuses, like, okay, I know I played well tonight. I focused, I set my time aside, I was paying attention, yep. I wasn't on my phone the whole time. And so you can look back at that. And so when you see that downswing happening, but you see that you were actually playing well in those times of your rating, you know, okay, mentally, it was just a mental down. It was just a, it was a downswing. It's just a variance of the game. Yes. Yep. And it helps you understand that a little yep. better. Yep. So it that, wasn't necessarily what you were doing. Mm -hmm. it, it, it just, it just happens. So putting a little rating in there, how you felt, how you played some notes and stuff. And you look back on that helps you get through that for sure. Yeah. Nice. All right. You want to move on to our next topic? Yeah. So, um, big news hit uh, a couple I'd say what two 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 or three weeks back. Uh, Money maker. Yeah, Money maker. Our our fraternity brother. Well, not ours directly, but he was a part of the same fraternity we we are a part of. Yeah. So um, I mean, everyone's got a moneymaker story. Like, oh, you know, like a lot of people got into the moneymaker boom. Obviously. Yep. For us, it was a little more. I would say. Like we felt a little more because, like I said, he was a part of the same fraternity uh, nationwide that we were. And so, obviously, his name in our chapter, because we were in college at the time, yep. was through the roof. And plus, besides that, we're degenerates, and we literally went to college 10 minutes from Atlantic City. Yeah. So, put all that <laughs> together, and you have the perfect storm to create these two poker players right here. So, uh, if you haven't heard, uh, it's been, how many years was he with him? 18 years? 17 years? 17 years, yeah. Yeah, long time. Uh, Moneymaker has ended his 17-year partnership with Poker Stars uh, as of the beginning of uh, January. Uh, he put out a tweet, you know, uh, putting it out. He put out a little video as well, just, you know, thanking PokerStars. So I didn't know. I wasn't really sure at first if he got fired or if he left on his own. But it sounds like he left on his own. Yeah. it was. I, I don't think that they were trying to screw him or anything like that. I think it was – I don't say mutual, but I, I don't think they did really all that much to kind of convince him. I think he kind of had his mind made up. And, I mean, look. He was how old when he won the, the the you know the main? He had to be like in his late twenties, right? Probably like 27, 26, 27, something like that. I'll look it up. Yeah, go ahead. He's forty five now, right? 
He was with them for 17 years. And if you don't know what an ambassador has to do of a poker site, like there's all kinds of stuff involved. You have to you have to pretty much bring people to their brand. You got to travel. You're you know you're in and out of planes. You're in and out of hotel rooms. You're in and out of casinos. You're doing this event. You're flying here. You're flying there. You're flying here. You're flying there. When you're 28, great. Is that how old it was? 28. Uh, I'm looking. I think I think it was because it was. 27, something like that. Yeah, he was like 28. Okay. Give, when or, you're t- ta- give or take, tw- depending on his birthday. Listen, when you're 28 and you're doing all that. Awesome. Amazing. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'll never I'll never get tired of this. This is awesome. I get to play poker. I'm traveling. Most of my stuff's probably comped. You know, his bankroll's probably, to some degree, staked for him, whether through poker stars or whatever. And the notoriety. He had just won the main. Like, yeah. that is a dream poker player's job. 17 years later, <laughs> yo, he's got a wife. I know he's got kids. Yeah. And it's like the dude just spent all, you know, a year at home with mm-hmm. his family. And it was probably like, And probably was like, yo, look what I missed out on. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Yeah, and, and so he put a thank you out there. And so I was curious at first because it was like it was literally like December 31st or January 1st he put this all launched um, that he was leaving. So I'm thinking, I was like, okay, well, obviously it's the end of his contract. He's voiding out. So I was waiting for like a day or two him to be like, hey, what's up? I saw with GG Poker. What's up? And you're like, I was waiting for that, but it never came. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that maybe he's just financially okay. And he's just thinking like, you know what? I'm just going to lay back for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I know that he like, he, I know going back to like when Bitcoin kind of first took off. I know that he was one of the big advocates for like getting into Bitcoin. And like, dude, come on. Bitcoin was crushing it. And I wouldn't doubt that he has a substantial amount of money invested into it. Like, I don't think money's shtick for him. I don't think I don't think he he I, it, it's it's what it's like a driving factor. I think here's the other thing too is he knows that in his back pocket that if like you know let's say he's probably paid off his house or like he has like Absolutely. his foundation probably yeah, without paid a doubt. off. He knows in the back pocket is like you know what if I need a job I'm sure any one of these places will offer me offer it something you know what I mean and so he knows that's there yep. so maybe he's just like you know I'm gonna take a little time off uh, just a little personal note I got to meet Chris Moneymaker a couple years ago in Atlantic City I mean listen when you play poker you obviously run across these people um, you know you see him in the hallways whatever yeah he actually but, busted me out of that you're talking about the poker stars thing yeah he, came, yeah, he busted me out of that so he was the main host there was Atlantic City poker stars when poker stars launched in New Jersey they did a thing down in resorts casino it was pretty cool yep. and he was there and he was like it was like a meet and greet though like you like talk to him BS with him and so I brought my uh, for, I don't even know if I'm allowed to show this if it's illegal but my fraternity uh, book here and he uh, he signed it for me total nerd poker <laughs> noob move like hey will you sign my uh, book but you know like i i mean listen out of anyone i'm gonna get my autograph like you know i don't I, I don't think i've ever gotten an autograph from any other poker player no but like chris, it means something to us though but yeah it, it meant something to me because he's in my fraternity yeah and like we have a thing in our fraternity where people sign your book it's like a, it's a thing and but on top it's like dude if you're gonna get one person's autograph in the poker world and be a total noob it's got to be chris See, for me it's chris the Money thing Maker. is is and and to everyone out there that's like these dudes these dudes these are, are like in their nerds. 30s talking about fraternity <laughs> like you got to realize that when you're in college like this was like that's this- your life like your the fraternity is your life so like when you hear a story about Some a dude, guy yeah. from that was in the same fraternity as you winning the, the wsop main event and you're just getting into poker that's like it was like 
yo, that could be us. And like, listen, you're young, you're naive, you yeah. you have illusions of grandeur. Yeah. And you're like, yo, that's it. And like, honestly, I was his biggest fan <laughs> for years after that. Like years. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but then you grow up. And you're I, like, I think yeah, the other you know. thing cool about Moneymaker is one, he's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he got in last uh, last year. Yeah, last year. Um, there was some debate like, oh, he should be in there. It's like, come on, dude. The de- there there was people complaining that he shouldn't have got in there. Bro. It's like the people that are complaining. It's like, bro, you probably wouldn't even be here playing if it wasn't for this. Absolutely. dude. Absolutely. You gotta you gotta You're, give yep. respect to where respect is due, and like giving respect to him. You know, he one hundred percent deserves to be in in the poker yeah. hall of fame. Mm-hmm. And so he got in the poker hall of fame last year. And I think that was probably a big thing in you know in his agenda to get done. He's been an ambassador for many years, and you know what? Here's the other thing. Like he's definitely he doesn't he admits it. Like he's a gambler. He's yeah, like, he's a degen. But okay, who isn't? <laughs> but but you know what? There not that I know of, but there's not been like a bad story about like oh he ripped off like these people nah. or like he scammed these people. It's like nah, he's been pretty stand up dude. Like just playing poker, gambling, and, degenerate, and whatever. Your example. Oh, you know, you, you showing that he signed your book is, is an example of who he is as a person. Because I don't know if you remember, you might not have been there, but when when we went to Vegas, um, probably it was like one of our fourth or fifth times that we went out there. We were walking in to Caesars and Helmuth was walking out, right? <laughs> I don't remember this. You, you might not have been with me. And I was like, yo, Helmuth. And I was like running after him. I was like, yo, what's going on, man? And he totally just snub me just kept moving chin up and i'm like like i'm that like little kid like dude he just totally just heart. walked away Broke and the heart. people i was with i think i was with like lepresti and them, they were cracking up so like yo yo what's up i like wanted to shake his hand he just kept walking dude you went up to him yeah we and had, he was we, like yo, and, and you know? we had a conversation like it too we were at a conversation we bs a little bit about fraternity life and uh you know obviously he probably doesn't remember this conversation but he probably remembers being in atlantic city but no, nah, he was just like down to earth. We're BSing, you know, just yeah. talking for a couple minutes. Yep. And he was like down to earth. Like he, you know, I don't know if he did or not, but like he gave the impression, I guess that's why he's a good ambassador, that he actually had like empathy to the, like the conversation. Like yeah. he felt like it was a dude if I met him at the bar and we were talking about like the sports game that night, like like just a random yeah. person. He doesn't let his fame kind of outweigh his, you know, being personable to people. Yeah. Like. He's an ambassador, so he he kind of has to do it. But I think it comes naturally for him. It's not like he's like doing it for for poker stars. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's like, yeah, I'll talk to you. Like whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? What's so going on? yeah, so that was cool. Um, and I was glad to see him obviously get into the Hall of Fame. One thing I want to do right now. Uh, so we're doing a little special thing on our shows. We're gonna throw a secret word in on our shows, and when you hear the secret word. Uh, you can then uh, we'll just have them DM me. Oh, that's be, fine. Yeah, yeah just yeah. DM me on uh, Twitter at Idahogi. The password this month is Stockton. We'll use Stockton or uh, nice. College. Nice. So if you DM me that, uh, I don't want you to put it public because I don't want other people to say. It. I want you to actually hear it and say. Uh, we're gonna put it into a raffle, and the winner will get a brand new. Uh, we have a party poker hat to give away to you. So a fitted yeah, buddy. party poker hat. So if you DM me, if got you're hearing right this. Here. Yeah, we got them. So we'll have some more giveaways. We're going to be doing this maybe every couple of episodes, couple of shows. We'll do some kind of random giveaway. So if you are listening, uh, make sure that you do that. And uh, DM me. Just put in there, hey, I watched thing. Password Stockton. Say awesome. I'll put you in. And that's it. So nice. All right. Uh, let's go. Since we're talking about Hall of Fame, last 
Uh, well, if this is last year, by the time you heard all everything, but we did our predictions for the WSOP Hall of Fame, who we thought was going to get in, who we thought uh, had the best chances, and the guy that I picked third at four to one betting out of all like whatever it was, uh, fifteen or sixteen people or whatever ten, I don't even know. Uh, the guy we picked third, Huck Seed, got in. Uh, we put him at four to one odds. The only person people we put above him was possibly uh. Lama Karen, Norman Chad, and also possibly Antonio yep. Espandiari. Mm-hmm. But uh, Huxy got in, so let's just do a little quick review. So Huxseed, four-time bracelet winner. He is a main event champion, WSP champion, 1996. Uh, 50 finishes in the WSP. Uh, he's currently 51 years old. I think I have old. three. No, I might have one. He has what? <laughs> No, I think I have one WSOP cash. <laughs> <laughs> he's got uh, he's got a couple of World Poker Tour caches, but he looks like he doesn't play most of that. He is a um, player that's grown up. Now, a couple cool things that when I was doing a little research about him, uh, I found out that he was actually a really good basketball player. Uh, there's actually a movie that he was uh, featured in. I think it was called Quantum Hoops, which I plan on watching because it's about college basketball or – Something along those lines. So I'm looking into watching that. But here's the best part that I found. Uh, so since we, by the time you hear this, you maybe have seen our review on Lucky You. But a lot of the stuff in Lucky You is based on Huck Seed. Cause, so, yeah, because uh, of his prop bets and all that stuff. Yeah, so yeah, his yeah. name's what in Lucky You, was it Huck? Huck Cheever. Huck Cheever. So <laughs> I, when I was doing my research, I was like, wait. And then I found out that actually a lot of stuff in the movie was about Huck Seed. So here's a couple great uh, prop bets that I found that he was involved in. So the one thing in that movie was that big golf bet. Yeah, That's yeah. all about him. So basically what he was bet to do was he had to break – that he could break 100 on a desert course four times in one day using only a five iron, a sand wedge, and a putter <laughs> to make it, so he had to do it four times four times in one day one yeah, day yeah, yeah. but to make it tougher the guy making the bet got to pick what day it was so he picked like the hottest, hottest day. day it was like 120 degrees when he did it and he actually he did this um challenge and he it took him six rounds to do it that's a long day man of yeah. playing golf so if you watch the movie that was based on now two bets that also that he had um prop bets and he did not. Wait, what do you have to shoot under? A hundred, dude. I, I, I you're I, only using three like yeah, clubs. I use my whole bag, and I've never <laughs> shot under hundred. <laughs> so you had to do it. <laughs> What's that tell you? In a hundred degree weather. That's one hundred twenty degree weather, and do it. So the other ones he had that I found, I was trying to dig up some um, prop bets because he's was a notorious prop better in the day. He made a bet that he could. Float in the ocean for 24 hours with Phil Hummel. I remember that one. But he failed after three hours. Yeah, I remember that. He failed that one, and he lost. Um, it says I think it says fifty thousand, but I don't know if they bought out or made some kind of deal. But he lost out, dude. Floating for 24 hours dude, in the ocean? That, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, even on a raft, that's brutal. Like especially the sun's pounding on you. Yeah, that's brutal. 24 hours. So just to float for 24 hours? No, nah, that's that's absolutely brutal. Um, and the other one was. And this one, you think you would think that he'd be able to accomplish it, but there's a, honestly there's a, a reason behind it. So I don't know if he was able to buy out or make a deal. Uh, he had a deal that he was not going to shave his beard for a year, but then someone in his family actually ended up passing away, and he had to go to the funeral, oh, okay. and he ended up shaving for the funeral 
um, at that point. So uh, there's were a couple of the prop bets that uh, he had been involved in. Uh, his bracelets go, uh, he won a 1994 $2,500 pot limit Omaha for 167000 He won the 1996 main event, like we said, for a million even. Uh, 2,500 Raz for 77,000. Uh, another Raz in 2003, a $71,000 score for that. So, I mean, he's well rounded, uh, well deserved to be yeah, in. Yeah, for sure. I think it's definitely well deserved. I also have the voting breakdown. Where'd that go? I'll get it. Okay. Go ahead. So, I have the voting breakdown of uh, how the votes work. So, the way it works is everyone gets in the Hall of Fame gets 10 votes. Now, one person, uh, excluded themselves apparently from the voting so every person in there gets to throw out 10 votes i believe however they want so huck uh finished up really high with 76 and then in second who i didn't think was going to be this high was matt savage matt savage tournament director came with 51 um scheinberg who is the poker stars uh the one that started poker stars pretty much he had 45 which was surprising that he was so high another one um Elia Lezra was 30 votes, and then came Antonio with 23, 20 for uh, McCarron and Chad, 20 for Ted Forrest, Mike Matisau, 17, Patrick Antonio's 15, and Chris Ferguson, only three votes. I mean, I thought Chris Ferguson was going to have like someone like really kind of throw it down, but apparently, I mean, the way it looks like this, if he only got three votes, then not only does like the poker world hate him, but like the insiders, people inside, yeah, they, they're not fans of him. And I, I mean, for him to only get three votes, I don't know if he'll ever get in you yeah. know, at this point. Unless, I, I don't know, he does something. I'm surprised that Anto- Antonio had such a, I don't want to say low number, because I understand they only had like 10, like each person had like 10 points, so yeah. to speak. So they could only award a certain amount to to their people. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like, like we already, we talked about it. Like he, I don't want to say he's the face of poker, but he, he seems like he would be someone who would fit the bill now because he's still relevant. He's still kind of, in, in the game, like nothing against Huxley. Like I said, I, I, well, he, I, he deserves it. You know, he he ha, he has all the accolades or what whatever. But if you read that list, like you know, has to have contributed to the game, still be relevant. Da 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 da. I mean, I, I just think I think that you know Huck's an old school player. He's been around for a long time, and I think a lot of players like he's a player. You know, the players were like. I think they know Antonio is just going to get in eventually. At some point. So yeah. they're like, why am I going to throw him votes? He'll definitely get He's in at some get point. In. Let's get Huck in this year. And that's what, you know, I think what happened with that. Uh, so they were able to get Huck Seed in. So, um, so yeah, so that is Huck Seed. He got in there. He hasn't shown much in the last couple years, but he is still playing. Yeah, the movie was called Quantum Hoops. He played for Caltech's basketball team. And apparently there's a documentary on there. So I like when I research this stuff and I find like other movies and things related. I'm like, oh, I'm going to check this out. Yeah. So uh, maybe in the future I will have a Quantum Hoops review for you. Uh, but apparently he's <laughs> in there at some point. So we'll talk about that. So, yeah, that's what we got for you uh, for this podcast uh, today. Uh, make sure that you drop that password in to our DMs. Um, uh, yeah. Can- and then also, guys, while, while you're listening to us, be sure to check out. Uh, our other podcast on Nerd Enthusiast, we have a wrestling podcast. Um, we're looking to get a movie music one up up and running real soon. So you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we stream our podcasts on YouTube, Spotify. Uh, TikTok. I don't know. Things are everywhere yeah, look, now. You can find us there. You can Just- find us. Um, but definitely check us out. There, you know, We got a lot of guys, especially with the wrestling podcast. 
you know they're they're big into it if that's something you're into uh check it out they got a lot of good content and we'll hear from you guys next time all right thanks guys we'll see